Hello, Next Geners. Welcome to our Friday form preview show. We've got three Group 1s at Caulfield tomorrow. It is Friday, Arvo. Hayden, you've been busy. I've been busy. We're going to try and get through this card pretty quickly, but it's been another big week in racing, mate. We'll touch on the Lightning. What did you make of Home Affairs winning the Lightning over Nature Strip, who was a bit unlucky? He's a star. We've been waiting. We've been waiting for him to arrive. He was dominant last year in a Cormor. He came up against the big boys and he got the money. There's a lot of discussion about the start. The start was the thing that everybody was um, beating the drums about. And, you know, one of our favourite terms, the old moral beaten. And the uh, I think the other thing that the rubbish that everyone likes to use is probably should have. If you're saying probably should have, you're making things up. Um, he probably shouldn't have won Nature Strip. He was there to win. First section speed, we said that that was his kryptonite. He got there well within the zone. Maybe the thought press, maybe the thought process went through Jamie's head that I might have done a little bit too much work to get here. So I'll just protect him and then we'll make it a 400 metre sprint that played into the three year old's hands and he beat her fair and square. He was there to win, Nature Strip, and he couldn't get the job done. If she twists the screws on the three-year-old through the mid-race, though, he would have blown him away. Watch this space next uh, Nature Strip. He'll be winning. Will Home Affairs win another race? For sure. Star. I think there's a handicap race where people like to avoid when they get 58 kilos and they like to run in the other direction. And all those who get the little weight come in and they're there to play. So he could go back to back. He could win a new market. Okay. Uh, I think, uh, and Eduardo probably just didn't handle the straight. Uh, probably didn't handle the circumstances once the horse that he wanted to either follow or go up an eyeball wasn't there at the start. So Nash might have thought, okay, checkmate, I've got yours all. I'll just protect mine. Um, and the Bulldog also didn't get the opportunity to get up there and fight either. So both played right into the three-year-old's hands. And that was J-Mackie's very best. All right, um, let's actually start with some news. Lofty strike out of the Blue Diamond uh, stakes, which is disappointing for Julia Sandu and Jamie Mott, both looking for their first Group 1 win. Uh, Lofty strike was actually the highest rated horse from a handicap perspective in the race after his Group 3 win in the Prelude, uh, which changes the market a little bit. I think he was second or third favourite in the market. Um Let's, let's look at the Blue Diamond. Have you done your form? Where do you sit on it? Um, Jackano has to overcome his barrier issues uh, to win here, but he's certainly got a touch of X factor, which maybe some of these horses don't have. Yeah, that's the thing. with He's an interesting one, Jackano, where he's all X factor. When you go for a statistical analysis edge on um, other runners, it's simply not there. Even off the first up win, he got into the lanes at Caulfield. It looked fantastic. There was the big late acceleration. He was asked for very little um, in terms of, you know, his mid-race was okay, but he was very soft early. It was merely a really sharp sprint home. He had massive advantage from race shape. Then he missed the start at his latest. Um, worked up in behind them, never really got a shot at them. But it's all... It's one of those things. You look at him and you say, okay, if I go purely off the visual, he's the horse with some X factor. And in a race where most of them have none, he might be the likely winner. And then there's the other scenario where you say, okay, 
you back horses with this profile, we're going to go broke. Yeah. Um, and then you go, he could also be the horse in 12 months' time where he's still a maiden. Well, not a maiden, sorry. He's, he's running around in um, benchmark sort of races mm. where he hasn't made the grade. So it's going to be D-Day for him, and he definitely finds himself in a very winnable blue diamond. It's certainly not a group one race from a talent perspective right now. Um, and the level of um, required improvement for a runner like him seems to be very well within his reach. A-grade trainers, A-grade rider goes a long way in races of this nature. There's a lot of noise about Sebenac won the Chairman Stakes uh, at Caulfield on the 5th of Feb. Apparently had a very sharp jump out there. Was there anything in Sebenac's data on debut that makes you think that this horse has the uh, elevation required to be in the finish? 100%. Only concern with him, We, I repeat this quite often, he's got a 1,000-metre profile. He needs to take that to 12. So go off his first start, marginally below benchmark, 0.2 below, was over 1,000 metres. Best part of the run was the sharp acceleration late, overcoming a substantial slowdown suffered between the four and the two. So he can, he's got speed, he can sustain speed, he's got sustained speed, and he can overcome a little bit of adversity. So he's got major X factor. And you go off his IVR profile, brings the profile from the first start to start number two. And if he can take that to 1200, he's two lengths off winning. Hard in the race. Okay, so you're having a bet here? Uh, I'm not. A couple of little things that, you know, were questionable for me. Runner I marked on top was revolutionary. Miss coming off the benchmark performance at Caulfield. She had to overcome a little bit of adversity. Ryder floated a little bit between the six and the four, and she was able to overcome that. There was a sharp rebound a good acceleration from the four to the two. And then it, once again in the straight, she looked like she was going to bury them in the straight and she just floated a little bit too. Might have been a touch conditioning. Um, and I think she can take that profile to 1,200. The 1,100 is a big tick. She's done it at Caulfield. Um, car goes on, big rider change. She's the most likely winner for mine. She, or not so much the most likely winner, because it's going to take some X, only a little bit of X factor um, is going to put a horse into the two, two and a half, which is all you're going to need to win this race. Um, so she's got the capabilities to go there. I marked her on top. I thought another one of the fillies had some X factor also, which was English Riviera. I think that was one that I touched on last start at Caulfield. She gets a tongue-tied go on first time. She's going to have the natural ability to sit up closer to the speed. She's going to be in an A1 spot from a positioning perspective. And she's going to peel off their backs and get into the first set of lanes which starts three off the fence here. So she might be the horse who hits the front at the top of the straight and they have to chase her. So she's a dangerous runner for me. Um, then you go away from those. Jackano and Sebanak too, that we've obviously touched on. They're hard in the race. Both of them have big time X factor. Wouldn't surprise me if one of them destroyed the rest. And that would give you your plus two style performance. Because I think the two, two and a half, someone might go there due to early speed will be pretty frantic here. 
I'm going to ask someone to go to the top of their level. Either could do it, wouldn't surprise me. Um, and the other one that I wanted to touch on, the Seven Sisters, who I also thought had some X Factor, loved her performance in the lead up, and she might peak on the day. She's got a little bit of straight line speed there too. My issue is she might get a little bit too far out of her ground in order to strike them, but definitely a runner I want to watch. Good race, but difficult in terms of betting. Okay, yeah, I'm in the Jack and Oak camp. I think he's got the X factor and looks like he's got a fair bit of talent, I think, uh, up to 1,200 metres from the 1,100 will suit. And if he jumps cleanly, I think he's the one they have to beat. Let's look at the Oakley Plate, big field. Uh, Marabi undefeated through six stars. I think we mentioned um, from her Mooney Valley win, she is just a star. Um, this is a, obviously the, the best level of... Um, race that she's running uh but she's certainly got the talent she just needs she, she will need a few things to go right wild ruler is going to be one of the main competitors you've got zutori jonka bella nipatina uh, we see oxley road return uh away game malkovich menage poland streetcar stranger ingratiating and general bow it's a fair edition of the oakley plate always isn't it just speed horses from all over the country who just built to run to show up and get into this little race and it becomes it becomes mayhem doesn't it? it's a little bit of just 1100 meters of chaos uh -huh. typically in a race like an oakley plate it's just stalking the lead speed and being ensuring that you're within six lengths of the lead is vital anything outside of that range pretty much good night unless you wore them where you can still be six lengths from the leader at the hundred and win um, great race. Marabi, what do you make of her? I think she's a star. She's pretty bomb-proof. She probably really needs... She probably just needs to get that first section in her comfort zone, right? There's a little bit of nature strip in that if she's pressured and she's asked to go plus four through the first section, that might be her undoing. But if she gets through that first section of benchmark, I think she's going to take a ton of catching. Yeah, I think you've picked up on something there through her profile where she's got a general first section speed anywhere between one length above and one length below. Seems very comfortable for her. Yep. So that first 200 metres here is going to be vital and Ben Allen controlling his emotions and controlling his energy early and not panicking is going to be very important because there's a couple here who they're not going to generate elite level speed like a jonker can really hum along first section mm -hmm. but there's a number of runners who can comfortably be in that plus one to plus two zone so if ben tries to hold them out he's going to push her to levels that she hasn't been to early which is going to expose her a little bit it also could it also could ask her are you a little bit better now are you a better horse even than what you've um, indicated from a data perspective? Can you go to the big level? Could you go to a five or a six? Yeah. So at the moment, to me, the, she seems to come into a little bit of a um, – I think she's getting closer to her ceiling at that plus three level. Mm -hmm. um, you know, her last 200 – her late data, her last 200-metre sectional data, she start, it looks like – it's not conditioning now. It looks like we're getting to the peak. Um, 
and now we know what we've got to work with. In a race of this nature, when you look at her, then you've got horses like Away Game, Bella Nipatina, Jonka Wild Ruler, um, you know, you can go right down, Malkovich, Minaj, et cetera. Three's about their level. So, yeah. you know, there's a rain, there's a number of runners here who could go to the threes. Who wants to go to the three and a half to get the money? So she's going to position up. Ben's very patient and very calm, and he allows her to roll through that first section. She can be in the lead speed with a number of runners, you know, three, four or five, and she's going to be there to strike. I think she will be very hard to beat. I couldn't find her from a betting perspective. She's not the sort of runner that I'd want to back. I'm adamant that she's going to be there somewhere, and she's highly likely to fill a void. So if I'm looking for um, three placings, I think she'll be one of them. And, you know, there's a lot to suggest that she could be the most likely winner. Um, the horse that I landed on was Wild Ruler. I thought this was an exceptional race for him. Yeah, this is his, um, you know, this is his setup. This is what he thrives on. When there's a number of speed horses in the race who can generate some um, power early, and they can enable him to surge through the mid, which makes it very, very difficult for horses behind him to beat him, and he can get a look at who's in front of him. He's quite a tough horse late. He's the one who can break the three barrier high threes, even push into the fours in a race of this nature. He's got a, you know, he's got a best of the night, um, 3.9 lengths above IVR benchmark to his name. When he won the, that was the 1,000 metre race at Mooney Valley. The Moya, um, yep. Yeah, beating, you know, horses like the Inferno, tracking Ballistic Lover, etc. This isn't as um, dissimilar profile to that. He's going to get his golden zone through the first section, which is that half length above. That will put him right on their tails. So, Golden, there's a lot to like about him in terms of what he's going to get set up wise. Um, mm. Also, Rail in the three is going to suit him highly because he's going to spring just off their backs, put himself three to four off the fence, six to seven off the fence will be basically the first set of the lanes. And then you'll have to get right out wide to get into the next set. You're not going to win the Oakley Plate from right out wide. You're not going to be able to get there. So the golden spot's going to be basically four off the fence where he'll land. So from an each-way perspective, he's the horse that I've got on top. Obviously, for Mirabi, Minaj, she's just got X Factor. And I don't think there's a lot between Minaj and Mirabi from, you know, Mirabi, she's got that consistency level. She's run through the grades. Um, both look like they could go further. Then you've got horses like Jonka and Bella Nipatina who are all going to be up there in that speed battle. Great race. Yeah. I've landed with Royal Ruler, but can't knock Mirabi. Yeah. I'm being the Mirabi camp. And what I liked hearing from Ben Allen this week was that he doesn't have to lead on Mirabi. He can take a sit if he needs, and that's what you want to hear. With a horse like her, if something wants to go silly, he knows that he can um, sit off that hot speed, and that's going to be to her advantage. That's what I like to hear. Um, because you don't want to be getting into a battle with a horse like Jonker on the pace. Uh, Jonker proved in the Manicato that uh, he thrives off that um, hot early speed. He, first up might be the question mark with Jonker. He might be looking for a run or two before he um, before he puts up those sort of numbers. So I'll be in the Morabi camp, but you're right, 280 is, uh, 280 is tight in the market. Uh, the other group one is... 
The Futurity Stakes, the winner of this, gets a ticket into the All-Star Mile. I'm Thunderstruck's already in the race after he was voted in the top 10. He's $4. The favourite is Tafane, who won the oar. She's going to put herself on the pace and take catching again. Um, Mwanga resumes here at $5. Uh, and then you've got $10 down Sierra Sioux and Tarath, Extreme Flight, 14. Streets of Avalon, 23. Mr. Mozart, 46. It's only a field of eight, and that's probably impacted by Behemoth going out for a spell and probably retiring. Yeah, well, you, more and more you look at this race, the harder and harder it was to knock Tafana. Yep, I agree. Um, she's going to um, basically make her own luck. Zara's perfect rider for a horse like her. He's going to err on the side of um, not over, not being overly aggressive, but make sure he puts himself into a cat and mouse position where he's the cat and he can control the race from an on-speed stalking position rather than the lead. Um, if he feels like he wants to take the front, he can quite easily go up and do so, providing a horse like Tarafa that doesn't want to twist the screws and um, roll forward. But he'd be quite happy to sit on a horse like that or Streets of Avalon's back. Um, she'll hit its uh, front at the top of the straight, and you would think she'd be mighty hard to run down once again. You know, the thing with her is that um, you put her in the benchmark, touch above first section, you do the same with her through the second. She's going to put up a plus four or plus five combined last 400, and it's going to be hard to run down again. Yep. Um, so you'd be mighty confident that you'd land, you know, first couple, and you finish first couple. So she's the neutral... Um, She's the natural horse here to put on top. I'm thunderstruck. I was taken by his performance first up, but everything about him um, through his profile, through his run, through his data, et cetera, from a first up perspective says, oh, I'm just going to peak all-star mile day. Yeah. Um, I'll see you there. And trainer might have even left a little bit in store or where, where if I wanted to continue on after that all-star mile, I'm still going to have something left in the tank. So... You know, it's going to be a big effort for him to win second up. Mwanga's an interesting horse who can produce a two, two and a half early in the campaign, which will put him somewhere in the mix. The horse who I thought had a little bit of X factor and 1,400 might be a great move, as might be running away from his current crop and trying his hand at this lot. Might be. He's got some X factor. Sorry, you just broke up there. Who are you talking about? He'd make it a huge PB to win. But the thing with him, uh, extreme flight, he'd need a huge PB to win. But he's the horse I definitely want to watch. 1,400 might be ideal for him. His first up run was outstanding from a sectional perspective. I thought he was good to the line as Artorias. He might be dangerous this time in extreme flight. Definitely watch horse for mine. Okay. But you're, you're in the Tafane camp? Yeah, hard to beat. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, everything you said, I think she can just dictate up the front and kick away again. And, um, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I think I'm Thunderstruck's going to need the run again and Mwanga will probably put um, himself somewhere in that two to two and a half range, but that might not be enough to chase down to Fane. So, uh, boring me, I've gone three favourites. Uh, we, we'll start with race one now. We'll, we'll roll through the card a bit bit quicker now that we've dissected the uh, main races. The first is the Zedative over 1,200. Just a field of six. Generation uh, is the favourite at 210 from Mars Mission at 3 
10 and finance tycoon at 550. Yeah, good race. Good race to start the card. Three horses that I'm a fan of. One I'm much more of a fan of than the other two. Um, Generation looks like he can jump, control things, be hard to beat, and ask two others to go, you know, ask one for a PB or the other to um, go back to places he hasn't been for a while. So Generation was the horse to beat clearly for mine. I think it's D-Day Finance Tycoon for where he's at. Um the horse with some X factor who can definitely make his presence felt. He can win and he might have bright futures marge mission. Good race. Keen to watch it. Okay. Race two uh, is the mannerism stakes getting up the market. Now flying mascot at $1.85 rich hips, $5 under my spell. 850 bound is $9. So all the money with flying mascot who ran second at Caulfield last start beaten by probably by a nose. She might be a star. Flying mascot. Yep. She might, um, with Probabil going amiss after the running of her, after her first up run and this horse finishing a very, very narrow second, Probabil might give this horse the, um, the baton. She, I've got her as a little bit of D-Day as well in terms of do you want to go, do you want to go right up into the big league? So everything says she's capable of it. I don't think she's hit her ceiling yet and her PB is quite a good one. So I'm interested, very, very interested in this horse's um, campaign. Very, very nice horse. It, she's the sort of horse where if they ask me what to do with a horse like her, I would say save her a little bit for a 10,000 and a Stradbroke. They were trying to get her into the All-Star Mile. I think she just missed out on, on the votes um, there. She might have been just on, on the fringe, but if she was to win a Blamey and go into an All-Star Mile, is that too big a jump for her? Uh, yeah. Yeah, at this point. I think there's, a, there's more suitable... Um, there's more suitable targets for her. Yep. Um, she's the sort of horse where she could start to follow that Tefane path and become a multiple, multiple group one winner. Very, very nice horse. Um, I marked her on top. I thought she was uh, extremely hard to beat from uh, Rich Hips and Karma Lass. Okay, perfect. Uh, race three is the Autumn Classic. Uh, Castor, uh, Castle Ray Kid is six, uh, 360. Excuse me, butchering that name. El Patroness, $4. Lucky Decision, 8. Marez, 8. Difficult horse to beat. Market will tell a story. Seems to, market seems to know a lot about the gay waterhouse runners. Um, very difficult to beat. Attractable had some upside as did Lucky Decision, and the race fell apart very quickly after that. Though I'll give you one that I wanted to watch. I had a, a watch runner in the race, which was Who Done the Deal. Liked its one and only run. Stony Creek. At Stony Creek. Surprise um, you. I'm surprised you're watching races at Stony Creek. Watch everything, mate. Full, full coverage here, you know the drill. Um, 
Yeah, just marked it as a little bit of a watch runner. Busted and Young in form. And El Patroness, second favourite in the market, has probably teased a little bit since that win at Flemington in October in the superimpose. Yeah, I'm not interested until it shows me a little bit more. Okay. Uh, race four is the Angus R. Manasco, three-year-old Phillies group, two level over 1,400 metres. You spoke about flying mascot being maybe the uh, the mare to take the mantle. Well, has this filly taken the mantle of the three-year-old Phillies, Argentia? She's $1.95 from Decent Rain at six fifty, dollars Forbidden City at 7 Yeah, she's pretty good. She's a, a very good. Um, her first up win was, it was visually nice to watch. You know, she come out and um, sat out the back and ran one down. Everybody likes to um, get a little bit excited and clap their hands and whatnot. She beat some smart horses. Scorched Earth. As Fora was one that we had marked down as could easily get to the level. Um, she went pretty big. This is the one where you say, okay, have you just gone big, fresh? Now we get you into the campaign. Let's see what you're made of. Um, boy, oh boy, she improved off the first up run. Who are going to beat her? I did hear your offsider, Vince Accardi, um review her first up run and felt that she would be suited by three weeks in between runs. We're a fortnight here. Any risk of flatness out of that race? There is a pet. That's the little bit of um, cryptic that I was trying to get across just then. Yeah. You know, can we, can we bring it to the table this time? You know, if you're going to run through the pain barrier, if you're going to run through the flatness, I don't think you'll go past that level second up. But boy, oh boy, if you went to it, gee, you'd be in for a big, big autumn. You know, you'd be looking for the Sydney filly, wouldn't you? Well, that's it. I think she was um, in the market for the surround stakes this weekend against Espiona and Fangirl. But they've decided to take an easier option here and maybe look, um, you know, so I think they're taking their time with her. I don't think they want to push her too hard just yet, but I reckon they probably do have some big plans with her. Yeah, you would. Um, you know, she's only got to go to that level because she could improve off that performance. Um, dry ground, again, you know, fantastic, where the other one might have to go through the mud. But, you know, if you if you got dry ground, you'd love to get her on your home deck down here. Um, but you would 100% be trying to call her out. Lovely, lovely return, fantastic horse with a very, very, very bright future. Um, hard to beat. The one you want to watch is Yearning. Mm. Oaks winner. She um, win the Oaks? No, no she sorry, won the, the, the thousand guineas. guineas. Yep. Yep. They they didn't run they didn't run in the Oaks. Yep. The race where you never win another race again event. Uh, um, that's a bit harsh. Jamaica won a Caulfield Cup. Well, you know, there's anomalies in everything. Miami um, Bound won a Mooney Valley uh, Gold Cup or a Vars. Um, loved her first campaign. And I'll be interested to see if she's the sort of three-year-old filly who can take the next step. She's going to need to. She needs to find three lengths. 
but she appears capable of that. So she was my little watch run in the race, but I expect Argentia to fix these up. Are you betting at $1.95 or with that risk of flatness, it's, uh, you know, stay out and um, follow her wherever she goes next? Yeah, I don't really need to back her at $1.95. Yeah. It's not, um, you know, I've got that element of concern with the flat run. You know, it's hard to fault the stable. Very smart can. So... But I don't need to back her at the, I don't need a backer at that price. No. In fact, uh, Scorched Earth goes around at Mooney Valley tonight. I think stays at the twelve hundred meters in the two fifty to two dollar eighty range. Um, Scorched Earth was uh, put up similar numbers, but three sections all above benchmark. Again, the risk of flatness, or would you be looking to play tonight? That horse is much deeper into the campaign than Argentia, yep. who come off the big break. Um, Different, um, different horse. So, you know, that's not the thing. You don't relate one to the other when it yep. comes to that sort of sectional speed. Yeah, Different race, sense. different race shapes. Makes sense. Uh, race five, the Peter Young Stakes. Cascadian goes from the 1,400-metre all where he ran second, steps up to 1,800. He's $1.95 against Delphi, who's resuming. Yonkers, uh, who's... Deeper into this prep, Steel Prince resumes, Emissary resumes, and Wentwood resumes. Difficult race. Um, Cascadian hard horse to fault. I like the idea of... Um, how do I put this? To me, he was stuck in that... What do they call them? Handicappers? Is that what they call them? He was stuck in that high-level... You know, he couldn't really get himself out of it. He was he's impossible to fault from a IVR perspective because he continues to go to the same level week in, week out. I think from his first from his last 14 runs or something, he's broken the IVR benchmark in 13 of them. Um, you know, the only time he missed, he still finished fourth in high level race. Hard horse to fault. He's done not this, not 14 to 18. He hasn't had that sort of jump before, but he's jumped to 2,000 from the mile with some success, um, you know, in terms of not winning, but he's, you know, IVR performance being very good. So it's not something that I'll say, oh, you can't do it. And this is the right race for him. He gets um, some slower horses, if you know what I mean, in terms of... Um, straight line speed, et cetera. So interesting tactic to run away from his usual prop and come to this, because I think typically he'd be in the next, wouldn't he? He'd be in the 1,400 metre race mm. um, and work his way through looking for that group one mile once again or the all-star mile. So to run away from that and come here, I think's a good move and he's going to get his opportunity. He'll sit on call sign Mavs back um, and he'll get his opportunity to strike. Delphi's the interesting runner for mine. He's first up 1,800 tick. He's, you know, if he's had a positive spell and a positive mounting yard report, he could easily run over the top of these. He's got high-end straight line speed and he's got sustained speed. He can do it early in a campaign. So 
he was the interesting one for mine. Let's see where he's come back and what he could do. What would a target race for us like him be? Would he go to an Australian Cup or something like that? Would he look for Sydney and start to head towards the Sydney Cup or what do you do with us? Well, he could do, could do both. So you'd probably go Australian Cup uh, second up and then you'd be looking to Sydney for, uh, yeah, you'd be trying to get over 2,400 and potentially um, up to 3,200 in the, the Sydney Cup. So, yeah, I think those those better staying races are in Sydney. So Australian Cup second up makes a lot of sense. Well, that's, um, you know, he's definitely the watch runner for mine because if he's going to strike an Australian Cup in a couple of weeks' time, he's going to be relatively forward condition-wise um, and he's going to be ready to rumble. So I'd watch on him. Call sign Mav's obviously going to be extremely hard to beat from scratched. the front. Scratched. It's, it's scratched. Well, Probably makes it a little bit easier for a couple. I'm Cascadian from, um, sorry, I'm Delphi just from Cascadian, uh, and then Yonkers. All right, we've mentioned the three group ones. The last race on the card is a Mornington Cup prelude where Desert Icon with the Espiona Silks is 2.15 for Chris Waller from Wycliffe at five, Criminal Code at 7.50 and Pancho at nine. Desert Icon... Does he jump, win, go to a Mornington Cup, win, see in the Caulfield Cup? Is that his idea of a good time? Well, Mornington Cup's an automatic ticket, but it hasn't been a great recipe for Mornington Cup winners. You can think back to um, Tom Melbourne. I think Tom Melbourne might have actually got beaten in a Mornington Cup. Um, Mount Popper, I think, promised the world winning the Mornington Cup and just didn't come up in the spring. So, uh, yeah, you, you can you can dream of winning a Mornington Cup to get into a Caulfield Cup, but it hasn't been a great recipe at recent. Well, um, it'd be hard to beat here again. If there's half this field are looking um, for us to um, drag some hurdles out for them to be competitive. So he, I marked him on top, thought he was the horse to beat. The one who's going to elevate, though, and might give him a little bit of a fright is criminal code. He's ready, criminal code. Big time, ready to go. So from an each-way perspective, you're one by four, you're two by eight sort of bet. Criminal code's a dangerous runner here. There's an icon, criminal code. Do not care about the rest of them. Okay, that sounds like a little bet then with criminal code. Possibly. All right, and Randwick's going to be bottomless. Uh, very elegant and Colette will be both uh, among the top players in the chipping Norton against Think It Over. Have you had a look at Randwick and got any strong thoughts on what could be a very, 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 very heavy track? Yeah, well, it's not one of the, um, it's not the sort of day where you want to get your wallet out. Because um, if you're going to get your wallet out, you're getting your ego out. You know, and you, it's going to be you versus your ego and your bank account is going to tell the story at the end of the day. So I thought it was fascinating. You always wonder with these sort of events, are you better off running or not? Sometimes I think the horse left back at the stables is in for a much better campaign than he who comes out and runs. Um, in particular, if you know that your horse doesn't get through it, I think it's a complete waste of time. It does them no favours. Then you get horses like Very Elegant. You know, she's got nothing to achieve, but you know what she does in this sort of ground. Although, personal opinion is that she goes better in soft ground, like rain-affected, soft seven, 
I don't think she's as effective on the slot. You know, I think she still likes a little bit of speed in the race as such. Um, Whereas Colette, Colette, we saw it in the uh, Golden Eagle as a four-year-old, didn't we? She's just a machine in it. Mm. Um, and it really doesn't matter what you serve her up. She just continues. She just runs through it. She's a, she's a bit of a freak in the in the wet. I think in the heavy heavy, I would have advantage Colette over mm. Very Elegant. Um, you know, but in races like that, it's not going to take much from an error perspective, from a, a rider error, to um, sort the, sort the two of them out. It might only be one reacting to the other, and that's the difference between winning or losing. So for me, I was Colette. Um, just in front of very elegant pop ranks a fascinating horse um, he's just one of those horses where I just want to know if you're real or whether you're just a complete pretender but you're just a fascinating horse for mine um, he's got the platform there where he could just do anything you know we, uh, we could be looking at an exaki sort of setup or we could just be looking at another story that we tell about international runners that come out to Australia and show something and do nothing. Um, It'd have to be wound up because we've been talking about an all-star mile for a while and that's only three weeks away. Well, you know, when you look at um, some of the runners that get into the all-star mile, they're merely there for um, some excitement from an owner's perspective because there's a lot of them and then they go there, clap their hands, they run nowhere. Um, you know, they cannot win. These horses are much better off in the field than those ones. You know, you even though it's a voting process, et cetera, you still really want to get the best you can. Um, and he's a horse who I would 100% want to see there. Um, she's ideal as a horse who you need to throw in the immoldables in these sort of conditions. She can put herself into the money. And a horse that you mentioned before, um, Mount Popper, he gets through the rubbish. He gets through the real heavy stuff. So he's also another runner who could sneak into a moldable foyer. If you like to go that way and you like to play with Colette and Very Elegant, if you're adamant, they're going to be in the money somewhere. Um, horses like the other two mentioned, even a stockman, they're going to get through this heavy, heavy ground where most of them won't. You think it over? I'm not 100% convinced on him on the bottomless stuff. If he was mine, he'd probably stay at home. Yeah. Soft ground, fine. Um, but he brings in... The, the one question mark with Think It Over is that he's heavy. The times he's been tested on the heavy, he's probably a three to four length inferior horse to what he is. Mm. Um. But I've got nothing to say that you're going to love it, which is a risk because, you know, he, he went in prior, dominant winner in a good field, and he was tested on the heavy stuff and aided it. Um, but he's a star, though, isn't he? He's a real star. Yeah, well, I was with Colette first up. I uh, thought she might um, go to a new level this prep. She... Just think it over, got every break um, when it came to race shape and Colette um, was able to finish second, but um, beaten a couple of lengths. But I think, yeah, Colette's going to love these conditions. Very elegant, definitely went into the black book last start, massive mid-race squeeze.
I don't know if that potentially means flatness or or what. I'm definitely looking for her at some point this prep because she's we, we know she's a champion. Um, she's going to explode at some point, but maybe it's uh, a bit later in the prep. We know Chris Waller loves uh, targeting sort of third up, fourth up grand finals. So, yep, I'll be in the collect camp. A uh, few other races, ice baths going around um, on Saturday. Cooling Gat has been scratched from the wet. We probably don't need to talk too much about this meeting because a lot of horses are going to get scratched. But are there any others on the undercards? I should mention uh, Espiona versus Fangill as well in the surround stakes. But are there any other really wet trackers that we should be keeping an eye on if we want a little dabble? Um, before we touch on them, I, I did mark Ice Bath as a horse that I was uh, keen to watch. I, you know. If I, if I get some um, clarity on the track by that stage of the day, I could have a bet on a horse like that. Um, but I need to see that track. I need to see them being able to get some grip. If it's just a mess, I don't want anything to do with the whole card. Um, you made mention on that flatness from that squeeze from Very Elegant. If you go mm. back a couple of you go back a couple of campaigns, um, she had a first up run at Randwick over 1400 and her mid-race squeeze was 21. Lengths, she mm-hmm. sustained big last 800. Um, she subsequently came out over a mile of following start, went 14 lengths faster through the first section and got the money. Okay, so that's a good that guy. Beating Colette. So in terms of, yeah, the squeeze was solid. The mid-race pressure was that of, um, you know, there was some power through that mid-race that's still within her capabilities. So that would indicate more to me that she was thriving rather than a flatness issue with her. I think that was very controlled. Um, You know, she even had the audacity to increase her speed late. So she really thrived off the squeeze rather than um, suffered through it. Yeah. No knock there. Um, Espiona. Extremely interesting runner, Espiona. I'd love this to be cleaner ground because there's that Flemington visual that said, okay, I'm a real star. Then she jumps at a dollar oh five and gets nailed by the stablemate first up. But her first up performance was superior to her first up performance from last campaign, which was a winner at Warwick Farm. So there's a little part to say, okay, you were visually disappointing. You've been beaten when the market didn't expect you to be beaten. But your first up um, performance is about a length and a half superior to that of the campaign prior. So you could have come back a length and a half superior this campaign. The $2.18 or whatever it is might be a complete gift because she's going to get through the ground I think she'll get through the ground. Um, she did definitely get through a slow, pushing, heavy style track. So if there's any improvement in that track, and we've got to the eight range, she's going to get through that. Um, dangerous horse. Very dangerous horse. I'm not knocking her. There's one thing she did I didn't like. She ducked in hard at the 400. So after the 400 metre mark, she wanted to run to the right. I didn't like that. I want to keep my eye on that. Um, she's 100% a better horse than the horse of Beto. Very good race, though, mate. Very good race. 
It is. Um, I think that covers off everything, mate. Good punting this weekend. We'll post up a couple of tips on uh, the Facebook page and we'll chat next week. Just a shout out for our golf day. We're pretty much booked out now for our golf day. So there's not many spots, if any, left. But uh, Yarra Ben does offer mini golf um, and also happy to take you for the luncheon if you can't get out of work for the whole day, but you want to pop by um, around two o'clock, three o'clock for, for lunch and a couple of drinks or pop down at one o'clock and play some mini golf and then join us for lunch. Feel free to reach out if that's your interest. Thursday, March 17, raising funds for the Good Friday Appeal. Chat to you soon, Hayden. Should be good. Enjoy, mate. See you, mate.